Hey, it's Sunday night. West Coast time, 8.52 p.m. The New England Patriots have won their sixth Super Bowl. Nephew Kyle is drained. He's smelling it all in. I don't know what he was just doing in the backyard for the last 15 minutes. I'm not going to judge him. He's very excited. I don't know why he doesn't have a beverage. We are brought to you, as always, by ZipRecruiter. You know what's smart? Betting the Patriots minus two and a half to win the Super Bowl when they're playing a team that uh, has never won in the in the modern Super Bowl. Era. You know what else is smart? Going to ZipRecruiter.com slash BS to hire the right people for your business. Their technology identifies people with the right skills for your job. Actively invites them to apply. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. Maybe the Patriots can find a new defensive coordinator on ZipRecruiter. Brian Flores headed to Miami. Great job tonight, Brian Flores. We're also brought to you by TurboTax. TurboTax Live CPAs and EAs can check your return line by line by line by line to give you peace of mind and make sure all your questions are resolved. They can even ensure you get the maximum refund. Tax time's coming up. The Super Bowl is over. We're now within 10 weeks of taxes. Ugh. Get TurboTax Live with CPAs and EAs on demand. See details at TurboTax.com. We're also brought to you by the world's greatest website, TheRinger.com, where we wrote about the Super Bowl all week and we are writing about it tonight and tomorrow morning as we try to figure out what happens next? What do we do after one of the most exciting Super Bowls ever? God, that was just exhilarating. Uh, what happens now? Do the Patriots do it again? Can the Rams put it together? I'm sure we'll be covering that all week. We got free agency and the draft coming up. We have the Ringer NFL show. You're going to have Clark and Mays breaking it down. Ryan Rosillo on dual threat on Tuesday. Little little uh, 48 hours later analysis from him on that. Or Wednesday, whenever he's doing it this week, might be midweek. And then uh, we have Spike Lee on the BS Podcast coming up on Tuesday. We have a new rewatchables, 40th anniversary of one of my favorite movies of all time, The Warriors. We're doing that one. And then uh, Thursday is the NBA Trade Deadline Show. So be ready for that one. Coming up. Sad for the last time. 13 years in the books. Me and the cuz wrapping it up. I'm sure he's going to be depressed for a variety of reasons. First. Somebody who does not depress me, our friends from Pearl Jam. Kyle, give it a little extra this time. Let's re let's really let's play like five, six more seconds of the Pearl Jam this time. You got it. Let's go. All right, Pearl Jam, let's let it go a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. Great. The cuz is on the line. Uh, other than the Rams fans, probably the the most discouraged person out there. You just did not enjoy the Super Bowl. So you don't like you don't like coming on after the Pats win the Super Bowl. I didn't like it. I thought I protected myself a little bit because I didn't want the three for. I didn't want the season to end, which always makes me sad. The Pats to win and for me not to win money. So I did bet on the Patriots. I actually thought they were better anyway. 
Yeah. So one for three and congratulations. I mean, this has got a, this, this is the sweetest of all for you, right? Yeah. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was the most exciting, exhilarating ending we've had. Yeah, it was weird. It was just an ugly game. And all uh. of a sudden it was the fourth quarter and then the Pats made a couple plays and Cooks dropped one and Goff threw a bad pass and then a couple first downs and then the game's over. I don't know what to say, Sal. It was Yeah, I don't know what I mean, I, I was thinking about I was like these two nobody deserves a parade. Uh everybody deserves fast food at the White House, <laughs> if that. Um I don't know what to take from this. Brady early on looked like he was bored. He looked like he just they I feel like they tanked the first quarter of these games, the Patriots. He looked like he didn't they didn't care if they scored or if they scored three or anything. What they have? Like the first thing I thought about was the third and eight. They took a timeout and then they ran it up the gut. And I think uh Michelle was stopped and they punted. Like just weird stuff the whole game. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I I gotta give credit to the defenses. I thought that Pat's defense, that was the best. Yeah, they've ever played in the Super Bowl. Two thousand two was really good for three plus quarters, and then they, it, as the fourth quarter went on, they kind of died. This Pat's defense never died. They made a bunch of big plays. The pass rush was there the whole time, and I have a lot of people to apologize to later in the podcast. But um, th I thought the Rams defense was good too. Just as a Pat's fan, they kept going to Edelman over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. The running game was okay. Devlin had to come out really quickly because it became clear that the Rams were just loading up on that. Hogan was never open the whole game. I mean, it, it was, Hench and I were sending angry texts to each other back and forth. And I was <laughs> saying, uh, I thought Hogan was was the Gordon Hayward of this Patriots playoff run. He just could not get open ever. Right. And then, uh, and the running backs, they weren't really thrown to it out of the backfield. So it just was hard for them to move the ball. I got to say, I think the Rams defense was really good. I don't know. Brady missed some throws, but you know, they held them to 400 yards, but they, 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 uh, can you say held on 400 yards? I no, don't know. I, I thought about it too. I was like, well, maybe Brady wins the MVP. Edelman has really good numbers. Nah. Could he give it to Brady? Then I was looking at it. He had really the same numbers as Goff. He was yeah. 21 for 35, 262 with an interception. Goff was 19 for 38, 229 with an interception. So they were right there. It was, it just, what wasn't that impressive? It was, you know, you had, you had that helmet to helmet. You had like, yeah, that's just like weird stuff the whole time. Like, do you want, <laughs> do you want the season end on a, on a bad call by the ref in a great game or just no bad calls on a, just a crap game? I guess, I guess tonight's result is better. Well, you know, this Patriots team, yeah, I was disparaging them all year to some degree. Just like, wow. I mean, if they win the if they win the Super Bowl this year, this will be one of the great Brady Belichick accomplishments ever. I think the one thing that really shifted as as the playoffs went along was the defense. Yeah. You know, even in that Chiefs game, they gave up thirty one. They gave up a bunch in the fourth quarter, mm -hmm. but that that Chiefs offense was so good. It was just a matter of time before they took advantage of them. The pass rush they were getting, and then uh, and Gilmore. You know, other than maybe Ty Law in 2 yeah. and maybe the the first repeat season, the the uh, 3 heading into 4 season, but Gilmore was as good as Ty Law during that first Pats run. He was really right. a monster this whole whole playoffs, and uh, and not even the intercept. That interception was like a coverage intercept. That yeah, they, uh, that they they sent the man Goff threw off his back foot, and that was a a nice play in there, but um, he was all over the place. I, we were talking about who's the MVP and it, it seemed like it was Edelman, but most of those catches came in the first half when they only had three points. Um, Gronk might've had a sneaky case just cause he finished with six for 87. 
mm-hmm. and uh, had the biggest play of the game. And then then you start looking at like Gilmore. Reggie, <laughs> Reggie Slater was really good. The special teams ace. Yeah. Is he actually in the conversation? That's how boring this game was. Tony Romo, maybe? Did Romo Five was in there. Odds? But to maybe. me, everyone's focusing on, uh, at least right now, and it might, might change tomorrow by the time people hear this, but everyone's focused on the Pats, ugly game. Yeah. Even the halftime show is bad, but the Rams were really bad. And I think yeah, that's were. the legacy of this game. Their offense was offensive. What was it? What, what was your take at Corolla's house with everybody well, watching it was, this? First of all, no one, again, knew what was going on with Todd Gurley. He was in there for one snap and then he wasn't in there forever. And then he was in there a little bit and he ran and then they went, didn't go back to him. So CJ Anderson wasn't doing the job and Goff was a mess. He was all over the place. He was really um, bad. He was, back he to had the a bad MVP game. He talked for a minute. If Cooks, makes one of those two touchdown grabs, B- bad pass by Goff. Cooks was wide open staring at him like as yeah. if he was like filming the whole thing. And then there was a great play by the, the Pats guy who got there just in the nick of time. And then there was a one drop by Cooks, one of those things where his right arm, I think it was right arm was held a little, but then it got free and then yeah. he couldn't, you just couldn't get it in. But he had 120 yards without either of those plays. He Even in a losing effort, he might've had Cooks as the MVP if one of those, uh, one of those touchdowns goes but that offense it it was just it was just bad news the whole time you kept waiting for something to happen you know in these super bowls the offenses wake up in the second half and the over under was 28 in the second half i was like god this is going to go over and i luckily didn't pull the trigger on it because it was way under what was it 10-3 patriots second half yeah 13 points total Mm -hmm. i felt the same way it felt like a repeat of other patriots super bowls where nothing's happening nothing happened almost like the carolina super bowl Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it's a points explosion Never happened. That Cooks play you mentioned, Goff was late on the throw. That that actually was probably his worst play of the game because Cooks was open from right. the moment he started going downfield. He was late with it. There was, I think, like 3.30 left in the third quarter. And by the way, his best play of the game shouldn't have even counted. I think the guy won. I, I can't even remember who it was, but at one foot in bounds, yeah, the refs no put challenge. the ball down pretty quickly. You usually give another three count before yeah. you let, let the defense, I don't know, look at a player or whatever. I think they would have challenged that if they could have. Definitely had one foot in there. Yeah, there was a no challenge. So they Cooks, they, they don't get that touchdown because Goff's late with the throw. Then he takes a bad sack. They settle for a field goal. And then uh, that next play, after the Pats had scored on that the drive with seven minutes left, that was the one when it seemed like Cooks had a touchdown. Looked like he could have caught it with one-handed. That would have been an amazing catch if he caught that. It would have been a great it's play. good defense. And then, Actually, uh, I think Goff's worst play, did you mention? I don't think they got a field goal on this when It was third and two. First of all, why they're not running twice, I don't know. But he drops back the pass. He gets he gets sacked. It ends up being fourth and 16. There's so many things you could do on fourth and two or fourth and one there. He took a sack. He could he had ample time to get rid of it, and then they had to punt that ball. It was just, uh, it just it extended the misery for the Rams' offense. Well, I wonder, you know, without uh, basically Gurley's wasn't Gurley that whole game. And Gurley was the best offensive player in the league during the regular season. And that might have hit some sins for Goff. The other thing was they really missed Cooper Cup. And I gotta oh, say, yeah. the the Patriots really missed Josh Gordon this whole playoffs. Like, you know, they right. by by this Super Bowl it really reminded me of the second Giants Super Bowl when uh Chad Ochocinco was on the right side of the field and the and the Giants were just single covering him. They didn't even care. They knew it wasn't gonna get open. Mm-hmm. And that's a little bit how it felt every time Hogan was split outside. Flash's speed, I think, would have opened up the offense a little bit, but they just they never had that deep threat. And it was a pretty flawed Patriot team. They they Gronk reached back into the way back machine. 
last week or two weeks ago against Kansas City and then uh, tonight in that final drive. And I, I think that was the biggest play of Gronk's career. The 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 Dude. touchdown that or the near touchdown that set up the touchdown oh, should have been a tie. I would have I would have cashed a twelve to one if it was a touchdown. Oh my god! And not to only one? wasn't it a touchdown, we all had under one and a half as the shortest touchdown. They put it at the two yard line, and uh, Sony Michelle takes the next next carry in. Yeah, and we had uh we had some Devlin action too. Devlin uh, was Devlin was not really heard of. We'll get to how bad our our uh, prop bets. bets were later, but. I think uh when I, were you most nervous in this game? I was thinking about you. I was like I, I don't even know. I don't even know if nerves factors in cuz at some point you're watching the game like all right, right? Like were you like should we even be in this? Like it's going to come down to the fourth quarter, right? In the last drive. Well, a couple of things worked in the Patriots favor. One was that they had no running back to throw those little wheel route passes to that had just killed us all season. If Gurley wasn't Gurley, he mm-hmm. couldn't do it with C.J. Anderson. So that play was removed. I was scared of Cooks every time he was in motion. But he, th- I was on the edge of my seat the most. This is funny, but every time Johnny Hecker punted, Kyle and I were like leaning forward like, all right, it's, it could be a fake. Just watch no. it. Watch this guy. Be careful. <laughs> uh, I was just terrified of those Johnny Hecker punts. And he I, Because of you, I had no Hecker, pun- no Hecker uh, pass attempt. Yeah. Because of you, I had it. Parlay with something that eventually lost anyway. But. Yeah, that one. Well, I had what that was the only prop I won on the Friday podcast was Hecker right. parlayed with will the Pats score a fourth quarter TD? Mm-hmm. The Pats have scored a fourth quarter TD, I think, in every Super Bowl. Is that possible? Right. Maybe not the Philly one. That sounds right. I can't remember yeah. if they scored in the Philly one in the fourth quarter uh, or not, but all those props are so bad today. Yeah, the girly. It seemed in the beginning it was like oh okay and then and Tracy Wolfson was like they're good. Todd Gurley's ready to go they're gonna really lean on him and right. and uh, that first drive he looked like Gurley for one play and then it, it became pretty clear that he wasn't Gurley mm-hmm. and you know it's I this is kind of a mistake from them from a from a roster standpoint but they didn't have that third running back who. You know how every team has that weird third yeah, running back. Yeah, discussed that Friday. Yeah, they, yeah didn't, the, they didn't do it. That guy and who the can, Patriots did, and Burke had he ran. He had that big first down run to seal it, pretty much. Yeah, they needed like that that second Williams that KC had. Just one of those guys, anybody mm-hmm. who could catch the ball out of the backfield. I really thought uh, this was a game where they really missed Cooper Cup because Cook. Well, we had Cook last year. I know the two routes he can run. Cook can run the deep the deep pattern. And then Cook's he can run it. the deep, yeah. the deep pattern, uh, stop, yeah. pa- stop play where he comes back. That's it. Reynolds, they just Reynolds seemed like he was actually open. They just weren't throwing to him. Mm. And then, uh, and then Woods is, you know, he is what he is. They they really miss Cup. I thought, especially of on like, those third yeah, downers. They had no big play capabilities until you know. I think they when he went out, they had like one thirty-five yard pass the whole rest of the year. It wasn't uh, otherwise. It was nothing fifty or. Or more, and you know, add to it. This is when I thought Sean McVay would make it uh, uh, an adjustment. When your D back goes out with a broken arm, like, all right, well, now we're going to see some points, or we're going to see some first downs, or something. So that Nothing was a point. That was a point when I was scared. Yeah, because uh, just the D was playing so well, and the secondary was playing so well, and then Chung, it's like yet again a Patriot like breaking something during a Super Bowl. I don't know how many times this has happened, but yeah, um, they just could never capitalize on it. It was a really, really weird game. I, I think if you're talking like just this century, weirdest Super Bowls, Pittsburgh, Seattle is way up there. Yeah. I think that Green Bay Pittsburgh game 
what was that like 2010 that was pretty weird right um they you know there were some other blowouts but at least one team was like dominant this was one where i think pat's giants the second one was a was a way more entertaining game than this but was yeah. but had the same kind of ugly feel to it but you know, I just kept thinking Goff would would get it together. I really did. I thought for one drive or something. I mean, there was one one play in the red zone the whole the whole game between two teams. Like, was it the Michelle touchdown run? That was it. That was the only red zone play of the whole day. But Goff, you know, he did it against the Saints. Obviously, that's a hostile environment and crazy place to play. He eventually got it together. Never, never, never did it in this one. It's well, amazing. the Pats. Hench texted me this. They got inside the forty five times at one point and had three points. No, that must have driven you crazy. How many times is weird from the forty-five? Yeah. yeah, and also, um, I thought it was telling from both teams that they were just going to punt inside the other team's fifty. So both teams clearly knew this was going to be a defensive game. None of us knew this. Mm -hmm. But what was the over/under? I wish they would have told us. Yeah, fifty-six and a half. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't half. We have overs on all these uh, props. Nothing hits. Edelman twenty to one to win MVP. Um. Wow. I guess that's good. You comment. Someone commented said is he's the he's the first uh, steroid MVP guy. Ah, oh, <laughs> did I say it? I don't know. Oh, is he? Sal, and, Jesus. And then our friend Dave said, "No, no, no, uh, Big Poppy." No, Jesus. I'm sorry. What is I got to rain on your parade because you guys don't deserve a parade for this one. But God, it's fine. Well, maybe Edelman's stumbling on something there. You take those first four games off. Yeah, with the with the suspension, and you you're just fresher in January. He was great. He was great. He was great. I want to have about a, him being a Hall of Famer. Maybe was he is he one or two in postseason receptions now? Yeah, Number yeah. Two? Hold, hold on. Let's let's take one break. I want to talk about this. Let's take a break to talk about Simply Safe. No one should feel unsafe at home. Period. Fear has no place in a place like home. That's been Simply Safe's mission from day one. You may have seen their commercial about it during the big game this year. Kyle was excited. Yeah. Kyle loves Simply Safe. Yeah. We saw Simply Safe during uh, Rams Pats tonight. It was like, oh, our friends. If you didn't see it, find it online. Simply Safe blankets your whole home with protection around the clock, professional monitoring. Make sure police are on the way when you need them. The security sensors are tiny, they blend in with your home. You won't notice them. The Verge calls Simply Safe the best home security. And it's a wire cutter top pick as well, as more than 3 million Simply Safe customers already know it feels good. To fear less, protect your home today. Get free shipping on any system order as a Bill Simmons podcast listener. Just visit simplysafe.com slash BS. That is simplysafe.com slash BS. Simplysafe with two eyes. Meanwhile, let's talk about Roman. Erectile dysfunction is more common than you think. 52% of men will experience ED at some point in their life. Even worse, about 70% of those guys don't talk to a doctor about it. That's a mistake. ED is like a check engine light for your body. It's often the first sign of something more serious going on, like high blood pressure, a heart condition, diabetes, and more. Roman is a one-stop shop to treat ED from the comfort and privacy of your own home. Handle everything online, diagnosis, prescriptions, shipping. And guess what? Getting started quick and easy. Go to GetRoman.com Bill. Complete a brief online visit. Once your doctor ensures that treatment will be safe and effective for you, they can prescribe FDA-approved medication to be delivered in discreet packaging to your door. Free two-day shipping. So look, go talk to the doctor. This can be tough to tackle, but it's really important that ED gets checked out. With Roman, it's easy to take care of it today. Roman is giving my listeners a free online visit and free 
two-day shipping at GetRoman.com slash Bill. That is GetRoman.com slash Bill for a free visit to get started. Yeah, the Edelman conversation, I think, uh, I don't know. I don't I, I don't totally understand how they how they pick the Football Hall of Fame. There's some guys in there that I'm like, how is that guy in there? And then other guys make it, and it's equally confusing. Yeah. But I think if you're, like, creating your super team, for if you're just creating like your ultimate NFL playoff team, mm-hmm. I feel like he has to be the slot receiver, right? Sure. Yeah. Who who else who else would it be? Unless, unless you're gonna pick like Steve Largent, but Steve Largent wasn't really in the playoffs. But mm-hmm. for somebody who actually has the playoff resume, I think he has to be the slot receiver. And that's probably, you know, his legacy. You look at like the Seattle comeback. He was all over the place in that game and probably got concussed at midfield on uh, on the drive right. that brought them back. So mm-hmm. you have that one. Then you have the Baltimore game, which was which was a couple weeks before that Seattle game when they were fell behind. He threw the touchdown pass. Remember to Amendola? Mm-hmm. So you have right. that one. Then you have uh, the Atlanta comeback. Then you have this game and a host of other ones, but shit. Well, but here's what's weird about football because it's so fickle because – if he touches that punt like he so desperately yeah. wanted to against the Chiefs, he's the GOAT. And I don't mean greatest of all time because that probably puts the pages. I know they threw an interception also because of him on like the very next play went off his hands. Right. But little things like that. It's so weird. It could have different teams in the Super Bowl uh, as a result. But I will say this. I think now 15 years has come and gone. And, you know, I don't want to throw a race into it, but everyone says, oh, why can't they get the speedy white uh, slot guy? There must have been a million of those guys in college. I don't think there are. I really don't. I think Edelman's one of a kind. You know, you can go back to the Wayne Corbett days. This is really there's not a ton of these guys. They're not that good. Every team has kind of tried it. But and it might be that Brady makes him look great, but I think he's got some greatness either way. Well, if you look back, it's so funny that we didn't think to do this as we, as we lost every prop on our Super Bowl prop prospect yeah. uh, podcast. But. You go back to 14 when they beat Indianapolis, then lost to uh, Denver and Peyton Manning. Hmm. But he's basically like, they're throwing to him targets, double figures every single time since uh, that Denver game. Yep. He was 84, 89 yards in, in 13, but then 74, 98, 109, 100, seven for 53. Uh, a couple of years ago, eight for 137, eight for 118, five for 87, nine for 151, seven for 96, and then whatever he had today. But uh, that is a, that's an amazing run. That might actually get him into the Hall of Fame. I don't know if the PED thing will hurt him, but. Yeah. Um, and he's, then, a, he's a lot of fun to watch. And even when Brady didn't throw to him, it seemed like he was open. They would show the replays. So it also, that guy always manages to get open. It's kind of, you know, kind of so Belichickian. Brady, the sixth round pick, and then Edelman, the seventh round pick. Right. And those are the the guys that lead to uh to your 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 three and four, second time they've done this. So here's some some stuff for you, Sal. Yeah. Three titles since the deflate gate game. Uh, right. When Brady had to allegedly cheat, which he didn't. Mm-hmm. And uh and oh it must have been the footballs and then he's ripped off like one of the greatest four postseason runs. Probably, I, 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 I don't know what it looks like against like Montana's best four-year stretch, but it's got to be, uh, it, can, it can't be, Montana could not have exceeded this. Mm. See, this is the part I hate. But God, I, I I'm just, going. I'm going to yeah. get through this I know. quick. Yeah, I know, I got it. Brady, most Super Bowls ever. Mm-hmm. Top Charles Haley. Right. Six. Same, same number of titles as Michael Jordan. Kind of fitting. 
Um, Belichick, oldest Super Bowl coach ever. Were you surprised to hear this? I thought Dick Vermeil was like 80 when he won on the Rams. I guess not. Wow. Who did you think? Yeah, like Chuck Noll and all those guys? Did, no? We, why did I think Dick Vermeil was like 79 oh, yeah, when he Vermeil won for the Rams? Old. Yeah. So really? Belichick, oldest Super Bowl wow. winning coach ever. All right. Well, maybe we can hang it up now. Edelman, yeah. as far as I can tell, first PD suspension and then Super Bowl MVP same season. So congrats to him. <laughs> best uh, best Super Bowl Pats defense, I think. Best performance that we've had. I'll give them that. Now, if I could say one positive thing about them, I'll, I'll give them that. And then uh, I think start to finish, if you throw in the Super Bowl halftime, I think this Super Bowl in its totality will be remembered as least favor- favorable Super Bowl ever. I agree. I mean, there were some 16-6 with the Steelers win that, you know, some Vikings teams went down. It was sixteen six or something, but not with the, the hatred that this Patriots run has had. No, right? Yeah, no, I, I didn't even go. Was... I didn't go on the Ringer Slack. I didn't go on Twitter. It's just like I, I get it. I'm sure people are just like, can these guys go away? But well, I don't think anyone liked it. It was two cheating teams. Like the Rams didn't belong there either, you know. So you, you just take pick your poison there with either. But I like. I was thinking like, who are you? Who's more upset? Chiefs fans or? Saints fans right now. Well, that brings us to Crown Royal. They're doing something pretty cool this football season. They launched a responsible drinking campaign mm-hmm. called the Water Break, all about encouraging people to hydrate between drinks. For Is this it? Does the responsible campaign end today? I think it does. People go back to being irresponsible? I no. hope not. I really okay, hope good. not. Uh, they encourage people to hydrate between drinks for a better experience, whether at the game, watching at home or in a bar. Have a great time. Enjoy some Crown. Don't be that person. That ruins it for everyone. We've all seen that guy who drank too much watching the game. Make the right call. Take a water break. Who made the right call this week? My right call for me is that pass interference in the Saints-Rams game. I'm really glad it happened. Um, <laughs> I was really glad that- It wasn't a call, Bill. It's not a right call because they didn't make it. It was the a call. right call and that's to throw a flag. So uh, if that if they if they make the what seemed like the right call, but obviously not because I trust those four professionals in oh, the yeah, NFC sure. title game. <laughs> and, uh, and if the Saints had somehow gotten through, I think that would have been- Probably a little more dangerous to play Drew Brees than than what we saw from Jared Goff today. So, I think anything was a little more dangerous. Yeah. So thanks I to those ben, guys. Ben Simmons, your son, could have been a little more dangerous today. <laughs> thanks to those guys for making the right call for the Ringo Patriots. What do you have for uh could, for the water? Goodell step in and be like, hey, we're sorry about the last three weeks. Obviously, there was some <laughs> officiating miscues and and the product we put on the field February third for the Super Bowl was abysmal. We are gonna uh, we're gonna do make this a do over, and you get two titles if you win in two thousand. Oh, they roll it over like a skin. Yeah, it rolls over. Yeah, like our uh, ZFL like pool. Idea. If you tie the league, I think that's how they. Should I don't do. like that idea. What's your right call? The league holds their head with dignity. Uh, I hadn't thought about it. I think the right call is is for me. I made the right call. Our friend Daniel likes to bet these props. He's uh, you know, I have some accounts open, so I was like, hey, I you know, I I, I put some in for him, and I would not let him bet the Gatorade color because in years past. It'll be like clear and he'll have bet green and he'll be like, hey, buddy, I just I the next day I'm like I just saw some people saying there's a tinge of green in the uh, and I was like, no, that's water. Dan He's like, oh, but I don't I don't think I should pay you for this. So I was like, hey, he wanted blue at plus 400. I said, I'm not putting that in for you. I don't want to argue. I don't want to go 37 texts uh, on Monday going through this. And uh, sure enough, blue is the freaking sky. <laughs> and he was, he's not happy. With oh me. my God. Oh, it was so blue. It was so blue. Well, at least you bet on the Patriots. That's right. Yeah, uh, I had the Patriots. Crown Royal reminds everyone this football season to take a water break 
and hydrate responsibly. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about some people I have to apologize to. Go ahead, Kyle Van Noy. I th- he's taking some guff on this podcast for me. Yeah, a good game. Talk about the defense and blah blah blah. In the old days, we had Vrabel and Bruski, and now we have Kyle freaking Van Noy. Mm-hmm. Uh, why wouldn't the running? Why wouldn't he just send a running back against Van Noy and pass coverage? You won't be able to stop him. He was awesome during the playoffs, and he was really good in this game. Yeah. And uh, yet again, here's here's a lesson for me. Bill Belichick knows more about football than I do. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, you know, sometimes it's the harsh reality of what it was. But Van Noy, that was an old school Vrabel Bruski throwing right. his body around like a like a freaking maniac performance. Uh, Sony Michelle. I like it. nephew Kyle Van Noy was is was been good nephew Kyle nephew Kyle Van Noy, uh, yeah. Sony Michelle. I I don't understand why you can't catch the football at all. <laughs> uh, By the way, they threw it to him twice. He really should have had. I think he took his eye off it. And uh, brother Brian, someone commented like they're not going to throw it to him yeah. again after. Well, that that's why it. they didn't throw it him all year because every time they threw it to him, he screwed it uh, up. Yeah, but they did a nice job running the ball today against a really imposing Rams front line. I'm. 18 for 94. First run out of the gate. That was important because he went up the middle and did it too, which is that vaunted, that that sweet spot for the Rams. And uh, yeah. I don't think, game. I wouldn't say he was outstanding, but he was solid. We'll give him solid, sure. right, Kyle? Yeah, definitely. Good enough for me. Solid. I don't understand why he can't catch the ball, but that's fine. He rushed for 94 yards. I'd like to apologize for uh, saying they should have taken Lamar Jackson. I have yeah. a lot of regrets, though. Uh, I'd like to apologize to Brian Flores, the defensive coordinator who's going to Miami, who did a great job today. I was yeah. like, oh, g- give me a break. Belichick coaches defense, but Brian Flores, nice job. And then uh, last but not least. He has to coach the Dolphins. He apologize for that, too. <laughs> yeah. They, I feel bad. I wish he wasn't. I wish he was going to a team where they actually might have some success. Right. Last but not least, Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. It seemed like it was over. It seemed like we were on the tail end. Lived through it with Ben Coates 20 years ago. These big tight ends, it just, they passed this point and then there's no coming back. But. Seven for 87 or six for 87. His no, he had his number, 87. And the blocking and the way he reinvented himself uh, in mm-hmm. December and January. And they really figured out how to use him so that he didn't take too much punishment so that he was doing mostly blocking and then occasionally just those great runs down the down the middle. I mean, a uh, pass place down the middle. Right. I, I don't know who my favorite Patriot of all time is. I'd have to really sit down and think about this for like a week and make a list. But he is has to be in the top three. And I think he might be number one, Kyle. I wouldn't blame really? you. I wouldn't blame you. I really, I just love the guy. I was so happy that he came through today and... He's been such a joy to root for this decade. People can say all the all the all the shit they want about the Patriots. It's fine. Um, Gronk is good for you. Gronk I is know, the you best. You should be excited anytime you have a tight end that doesn't go to prison for life. It's, it's <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Jesus! I'm sorry. I gotta give oh you some. God. I get a lot of crap for oh, people. Oh, that he was like a Mr. Fuji salt in my face on that. <laughs> uh, Gronk was an incredible decade with him, and I just really love that guy. Really one of my favorite athletes I've ever rooted for in any sport. And the play he made in the in the game today that basically won the game for them. Um, I don't know how many tight ends make that play. Kelsey probably makes it. Who else? Current tight ends right now. 
I don't know. That might be it. That maybe might be Kelsey. it, right? And then if you're going all time, there's maybe Gonzalez makes it. I think Shockey. Shockey makes it. I think Shockey <laughs> does make it. Ben Coates. Yeah. Um, there's some guys, but it's it's a list of 12 or less. And right. uh, you know, the best play he ever made, it was the Denver game that they end up losing 20 to 18 when when Brady mm-hmm. didn't see him for the two point because I think he had a concussion. But it was like fourth and 18, and Gronk was like our only receiver. Brady throws it in the triple coverage, and Gronk just jumps over everybody and gets it. Right. Incredible. I was at the second Giants game when uh, when the Hail Mary, and he almost caught the tip. He came within like one second of it, uh, one split second, and that was when he was playing on one leg. I still feel like if he's healthy, we win that Super Bowl. I love Gronk. He's fun. But, Why uh, not Edelman, though? I can't believe he's not in your top three. He just went through two minutes of uh, providing a great resume for him. Oh, he's, a, he's in the top seven. I really have seven. to sort it out. Willie McGinnis is in there. Um, Steve Grogan. Stanley the Steamer Morgan. There's there's a whole bunch of them. But Gronk, it, it's going to be a sad day when he goes. And that the thing is, I really feel like... Uh, I think he comes back next year, right? This felt like hmm. this was the Gronk swan song, but I, I don't think it is now. Yeah, why not? This is this is pretty healthy year for him. And the right? and the thing is, they tried to trade him, and it seemed like they successfully completed the trade. Mm-hmm. And then well, uh, Gronk's probably not going to get any faster. But no, if you can get him to do what he did tonight, uh, every three weeks, I think he's worth keeping around. And then the last thing, just like uh, watching this team reinvent what it was during the season. Um, I don't have to apologize to anyone for this because this is this, this was what we were saying in the pod all year. Like, I don't know how they're going to be there, but you know they're going to be there. They'll figure it out. This was the all-time they'll figure it out season where I don't really understand how they figured it out, yeah. where they just basically became this power-running ball possession team. It, was, it had nothing in common with really any other Patriots offense that we've had, but um, really, really just amazing coaching as usual. At some point, people will appreciate it when he's gone. Yeah, just really discipline got them to the championship game. And, <laughs> discipline. Won it for them. I don't know, real, right? I mean, like, skill-wise, skill, skill wise, they weren't better than the Chiefs. Yeah. No. How many times have they not been better than teams that they beat, you know? No, I mean, even the little stuff, like the special teams coverage and punts not going in the end zone. And mm-hmm. Edelman made a huge mistake in the second half when they had the Rams pinned. And he didn't field the punt, and then it rolled like another thirty yards for the yeah, Super Bowl record. Lucky on a bunch of rolls. Yeah, that was a rare mistake. For the most part, it's just a team that doesn't. But then you guys got a, a punt that was it landed at the two, and yeah. like a Phil Mickelson roll back. Like that was that was weird too. Like it, yeah, there was uh, the starting field position was not a strong suit for the Rams for sure. Tom Brady, you're apologizing to him. No, oh. it's his thirtieth playoff win, so. Uh, that's a lot. 30 Too and much. 10 with 13 bye weeks. So if you count bye weeks as wins, which I always felt like they should, he'd be 43 and 10 in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, 30 playoff wins. Do we see that again? 30, yeah, that's think about that. 30 playoff wins. 30 playoff wins. I don't think okay, anyone so. is in in over like 18 other than him. No, you'd have to do it over the same amount of time. 17 years, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that might be untouchable. That might be like Cy Young, 511 wins, kind of untouchable. 30 and 10, if that was like an NBA team, they would be the, they would have the best record in the Eastern Conference. Oh, all right. Which is like, it's just insane. 
Like, how are we still arguing about who the best quarterback is? Let's never have the argument again. I think, how about what that? Is he? Like her, who, who else? Uh, who else had six wins? On neither of them were a, a quarterback. Six championships. Well, Haley had five, I think. And then right. a couple. No, of there's five. two guys. There's two guys. Buzzer something and Herb Adderley or something who had like six championships. Not not Super Bowls, well, but they were six coach. Two other coaches that had six titles, but they weren't Super Bowls. They were like right. back in the day. It was like George Halas and Curly Lambeau. Mm-hmm. So Belichick, and now he's got his sons coaching. He's figured out. God knows what they have. A lot of picks this year, Sal, in the draft. They do, right? They have yeah. like, I think seven in the top one twenty or something. Um, couple. What did you want them to do on fourth and a six inches? Because I went back and forth. Um, and obviously, the answer is well. If you knew Guskowski is going to make the kick to go up ten, that's what you want to do. But oh my god! Uh, so for, the it was odds 40, of Brady just sneaking it forward is pretty good too. Yeah, it's to tough though because Sue. Against Sue, I don't know if you can do that. Plus, right. it, w- it was right where I felt comfortable with Guskowski. It was like, if it was 43, I would have done yeah. the sneak. It was like 41, right? Right. It was perfect. Yeah. It was, it was right. That's what Hench and I were saying. I'm like, oh my God, if this was, if there was three yards further, yeah. you would say, don't kick. And if it was a half a yard more, you would say, don't go for it on fourth and what, you know? Yeah. I don't, um, what, just quick. Yeah, I was going to say that fourth down conversion. So as far as Vegas goes, I guess yeah. we'll go over some of the props in a minute. But fourth down conversion was a big one that Vegas needed to lose because everyone had it. And um, I think both teams were 0 for 1 or maybe just the Patriots were 0 for 1. There was only one. Maybe there was two attempts, but nobody made a fourth down conversion. No one made a two point conversion. No one attempted a two point conversion. Um, Brady's over completions was 26 and a half or 25 and a half, depending on when you got it. He only had 21. No overtime. I mean, Vegas checked all boxes. They won everything. No safety and no any other touchdown. So they won. Even though everyone had money on the Patriots, I think Vegas cleaned up on these props. Yeah, it seemed like they won on the props, but they did not win on uh, the Patriots because right. that line went from, it opened for some reason as Rams by, Rams by one. Mm-hmm. And it got bet all the way to two and then eventually landed at two and a half and then never moved after that, which was weird. By the way, the Rams teasers were killed on that on that Zerline miss, that last miss of like 48 yards. Because if you had Rams plus, what, eight and a half? Yeah, Rams. good there with that kick. Rams in the under. Rams in the under. Right? It feels like Vegas really did clean up. I get Maybe, what was Edelman for MVP? 20, he was 20 to one. We should have, how did we not discuss, how did we do such a bad job last week? We did two different fucking podcasts <laughs> on Super Bowl props. We never even threw that out. He's their this only what receiver. Do. What do you mean? <laughs> He's their only receiver. How do we not talk that one out? I, I blame myself. I like James White. I thought James White would light it up for James us. James White played, he, had, he played like 10 snaps. Like we, we just, we misread the game. It was something weird happened though. That I think the Rams were ready for whatever that, offense was that had been working for the Pats for the last few weeks. And mm-hmm. they just kind of audibled on the fly. And then, you know, in the, on the, uh, on the last drive, they went with that same on the last two drives, actually, they went with that Devlin as the, uh, the fullback, like this, what they started the game with, but then they were spreading them all out and doing five wide receivers, but with big guys on the field, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Pat's coaching staff. Good. Kudos the only to them. Thing I, won, I had Pat's seven to win by seven and 12. And the Rams to win by seven and twelve, and the Pats were five to one. So, what do you think the biggest mistake of the Rams in that game was? I thought it was 
it, it really seemed like when they went no huddle, Goff was kind of forgetting how kind of nervous and flustered he was and actually would get into a rhythm. And then the Pats couldn't sub. And there was a couple moments there where they were doing a couple of plays in a row. And it was like, why don't they just do this? Because this is what happened yeah. to him against the Saints too. When he's not thinking and he's just kind of calm plays and going, right. um, it seems like he's more comfortable. I thought that was their biggest mistake. What do you think it was? Yeah, probably. I mean, play action passing was their best. It, it turned the no huddle turned into just a nothing move because you're right. Like the Pats adjusted better than they did. Um, what it, I still need answers on Todd Gurley. I do. I don't. I don't know what what it is. Mystery, right? You want to say he's injured. You want to give McVeigh the benefit of the doubt, but that guy can't not be in there for all that time. Someone needs to speak up. This is not a Malcolm Butler situation, right? Like he at least needs to answer if he's if he was injured or not. Yeah, if this was the NBA, I think people would be losing their minds. Uh-huh. If this is like, oh, the Rockets lost in the finals and James Harden played 18 minutes in Game Seven right. and they lost, people would be like, what happened? Yeah, I. They probably can't really ever tell us because they didn't report the injury in the injury report, right? They just they said his did, knee was no. hurt. Right. So what if it comes out that he had like a torn meniscus? Then I think everyone could deal with it a little better. But isn't that illegal? Oh, to not report that? Yeah. Yeah, sure. My guess is he has like a torn meniscus or a partially torn meniscus or something going on there that wasn't wasn't kind of yeah. reported. Um, we didn't talk about the anthem. Big no, I, let's talk about some of those props. So the anthem, we talked about it on the two podcasts we did last week. Harry, love right. the love the over. Love the over 110 seconds. Yeah. And um, all of a sudden, in the last 48 hours, just an incredible amount of action on the over. It got right. to like- Someone must have seen her rehearsal or something yesterday. And then, uh, the yeah, on gambling Twitter, somebody was reporting that- um, that a cameraman who was there was like, this is the lock of the year that this is going over. Right. And but they didn't move the time. They just moved the the VIG. It ended up being minus 300. Well, it got to minus 300. Ended up being minus 200, I think. 110 seconds. And then she went over by like five, six seconds, right? So she went over, but now there's a controversy. Now they're saying she false started on, on Brave, on the word Brave. She sang it twice. I thought even the first time it went over by a second. But everyone's saying, well, if you only count that first brave um it's a second under but if you count the second or third brave she's in the home of the brave brave. like she continued it so i think they're paying out both sides a lot of these uh house betting houses we know what happened she um they asked her to stick around they're gonna find out for sure what happened she said she was leaving and they said where are you going she said i'm leaving on that midnight train to georgia oh no you did not you did not just I'm sorry. do that. I'm just trying, just trying to uh, get a bad So she's on a midnight train in yeah, Georgia? Yeah, she, that's where she she's is. She's in Georgia. She's, no, she's headed to Georgia right now. Oh, my it's God. It's a midnight train. <laughs> so that was bad. What else happened? Um, Brady making out with Kraft in the postgame celebration. I thought it was six to one odds. I thought that was a little low. Did they but kiss? Was he kissed them? They were they're all over each other's faces. Well, I think, I, I think Kraft was just sloppy. Yeah. He did as we are. He forgot. He does the the speech, which is turned into like uh, our version of a, the Patriots dictatorship where the dictator gives the same speech at the end of every successful election. Mm-hmm. And he did the we are all Patriots speech. But then he it kind of went off the rails and Jim Nance had to grab the mic. <laughs> we are all Patriots. Ass. I love Kraft. <laughs> Kraft had a big week. He was dancing with Cardi B. I know. 
Well, imagine having that much fun when you're that age. We can only ask for half of it, right? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure his kids are that excited about it, but oh, really? Yeah, you know, their dad's like in their in his late seventies, and yeah, it's like um when Uncle Frank of Jimmy Come Alive, mine and Jimmy's uncle, and you were there that first year. Yeah, he loved it. He loved the fame. He didn't know what to do with it. Yeah, the little fame he had. But they used to warm up the audience, and he was like uh, tongue kissing girls in the audience. Yeah, and like it his daughters great. had to tell him to stop. They're like, okay, this is not. This is not good. It was you know, we so. we really worried about you having a new aunt who might have <laughs> That's right. might have been like Aunt Crystal. Right. Aunt oh. Chippy's angry enough. We don't need this. <laughs> what uh what uh, so will the game be decided by exactly 10 points was 8 to 1 odds. Um hmm. I'm trying to figure out what I mean every ones would, one scoreless one score uh, quarter being scoreless was 4 to 1 odds. What about that's pretty good, especially since the Patriots just don't seem to try out of the gate. Well, that's what we talked about last week, or in one of the pods, had a bet on a slower first half than a second half, and it was hard to figure out how to do that. But yeah, we should have done second half points more. That, that would. What been about good. the? Uh, if you, you know they have those ranges for the under for the unders or point totals or whatever. What? Yeah, I'm looking at what that. would have been sixteen that. points. That had to have been like fifty to one. I think it was. That's the one I couldn't find. I was looking for. I don't even probably didn't even go over twenty five. Yep. Um, hmm. Trying to think what else. Hold on. It wasn't a lot of great stuff. Like everything went under. Well, Stephen Gilmore intercepted pass was plus four fifty. Uh, but people getting really, really angry about Maroon Five. That was like minus seven hundred. Oh my god! He took his shirt off and everything. What else do you want? The bottom line is. There's just no Super Bowl halftime that's going to make everybody happy. I don't know what you do. If if, And I don't feel bad for the NFL because it's run by Roger Goodell, who mm-hmm. has lied to us a million times over the years and has given us 20 scandals. But right. um, I just don't know what you do. What Unless you just have Beyonce every year, what are you going to do? What, what What is everybody going to agree on that, oh, I love that Super Bowl halftime? There's, It's always going to be disappointing, right? Beyonce's great, but short of that, you do you go? I feel like not not that this is an easy get, but Springsteen will always rate better than Maroon Five. I don't care what kind of audience you're going for, or, right? or Billy or, Joel, or Billy Joel, yeah, or the Elton, or John your hero who, uh, Elton John, who's got your computer Elton, stolen. Yeah, bad mouth, yeah. All right. <laughs> Maybe that's the move. You just got to go. You almost have to go with somebody who is like wildly past their prime, so people don't get mad. Right. I was thinking yeah. like the Rolling Stones might actually make sense. Yeah, sure. Because people would be so amazed that the Rolling Stones were out there in their late seventies and early eighties <laughs> that they wouldn't be pissed off about it, right? Mm-hmm. Or Sony Michelle was first touchdown six to one and last touchdown six to one. And that was um, one we liked about uh we we're trying to figure out a Patriot with the Patriot a Patriot touchdown with the Patriots will win. Sony was like plus two fifty for that. Right. Is that enough? There was there was another one whose age will be closer to the total points in the game. Belichick sixty six was minus three hundred to McVeigh's thirty three. McVeigh won. Oh, he won going away two to one. So he should be excited about that. He did win something. It should have been Belichick's grandkid. I think that right. barely that would have been a battle. Does Sean <laughs> McVeigh take a hit? I mean, he's he, the Sean McVeigh coaching tree has been the most beaten into the ground social media joke of this year so far. Right, and then. Uh, I did not think they were well coached in this game. No, I mean, really, honest. Like I said, you kept waiting for the adjustment, especially when uh, 
when Chung went out, right? And just just never got there. Yeah. Offensively. At least. Let's, uh, let's take one more break. The new Microsoft Surface Pro 6 can help you get things done whether you're on the field or running a business. Take Brian Arakpo and Michael Griffin, two former NFL teammates who have opened a cupcake shop with the Surface Pro. They can do everything they need from setting schedules to creating promotions for social media and designing new flavors. Plus, it's light, super fast, has a great battery life. Brian and Michael are proving you can tackle all your passions with the power and speed of the new Surface Pro 6. All right, so I was treated to something that you didn't get to see because you were driving back from Corolla's house. And I want to talk about mm-hmm. Corolla's house. I want some of the highlights in a second. <laughs> okay. Chris Berman, anchor in the ESPN postgame coverage. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Um, How was it? Did it take you back, 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 back? Remember his old habit of asking very long questions? Yeah, that's gotten better, right? He ditched that? No, it has not gotten better. It's what? really, really, it's, they're longer than ever, Chris Bourbon's questions. <laughs> they are, Kyle and I were in disbelief. We really, like, we're going nuts. But uh, he did the highlights. Do you want to guess his nickname for Sony Michelle? Oh, uh, well, it's, Sony Michelle, my bell. Sony Trinitron Michelle. What the hell is that? I guess like Sony Trinitron. Trinitron oh, the Sony TV. Trinitron. Oh, we went with the Sony. Thing. Sony okay. Trinitron Ma- oh Michelle. God. He wrote that on the plane, so. <laughs> it was flying right over the clouds in Denver. I loved it. It, w- it was great. It was great to have him back. It was phenomenal. He asked a question to Belichick that I think is still going. Belichick had to cut him off. At the at the seventy five second mark of the question, if it's on Sports Center, you'll see what I mean. If you're gonna, if you could bore Bill Belichick, that's that's pretty. Belichick strong. literally jumped in. He was just like, "I'm just going in. I'm, I'm saving this question <laughs> before it takes us all down." And then uh, it, it was great. It was really good to have him back. Oh, that's good. What? Uh, give us some cr- highlights from Corolla's house. Uh, there's a good thing. Our buddy Daniel got there early because he wants to run the pool. You know the squares. And it's always the same thing with the squares. There's like 10 adults there and 14 kids and the 10 adults end up buying 10 boxes each, you know, whatever for 10 bucks. But anyway, uh, so he gets there early. He sees that there's no, there's no hard alcohol. And Daniel flips out. Yeah. And he's like, what are you going to do, buddy? When are you going to get these? Like, well, you're going to have to go to the store and get it. We need mixers. We need this. We need that. He's like, oh boy. So Daniel comes back, get, gets a whole bag. He gets chips. He, he, he goes nuts. And he's like, all right, Adam, that was $173. Like, all right, well, you went a little crazy here, Daniel. We don't need, we don't need four bags of ruffles right here, right? There's only a few of us. You know, he's like, it doesn't matter. It's $173. So he gives him $60. He's like, all right, I'll pay you the rest later. And then Daniel's going to collect money for the pool. And Adam, he's like, how much do you have for the pool? He's like, well, you could use the 60 I gave you. So that's going to be a big thing. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, he had to use the $60 that he gave Daniel. And he didn't win. Our friend Mike August won the half and the freaking um, final, or third quarter and final, one of them. Jesus. So, um, and did you find out Corolla's wife, who works for his whole enterprise, Yes, was uh, our friend Lynette, was hosting a Super Bowl party that somehow is not at Adam's house. It was at a Hooters in Burbank. And she did a video and she... Uh, she said that um, that AJ Benzo was going to be there and Olga, their maid. That was that yeah, was, their housekeeper Olga was there. That was and their cell. That, that was there. Yeah, this is the same day they're having a Super Bowl party. They're hosting a Super Bowl party, and then she has to go sell Mangria at a Hooters in in Burbank uh, down the road. But 
Yeah. Do uh, <laughs> do AJ Benza and Olga have a podcast on Podcast One or no? <laughs> really Has that happened yet? <laughs> AJ and Olga. <laughs> I think we should look. Yeah, AJ, Olga, and Adam's son, Sonny, have a fantasy football podcast. What were um, what was the breakdown of people rooting against the Patriots and then rooting against the Patriots like they were Germany in 1942? No, you know, the most... Uh, everyone's learned their lesson. They bet... the If you didn't like the Patriots, you bet it. Our cousin Jimmy bet the Patriots. My dad had money on the Patriots. Obviously, Henshi had the Patriots. Dickie Barrett was there, a Patriot fan. Adam's a Rams fan. He was He was furious... Only a couple times when the Rams kicked off, um, he was mad that uh, they didn't take the ball there. Yeah, they decided they won the coin toss. I don't know that that ended up working out because Brady threw a horrific interception. Yeah, it was bad, and almost another one after that. But um, yeah, not too bad. It was mostly uh, mostly Pats fans. My friends that were at the game said that it was heavy, heavy, heavy Pats fans, which makes yeah, sense. That's what I heard. There's really not that many Rams fans, right? I guess not because. At this point, every fan base should have ran out of money, run out of money after like three and four years, right? Well, you think about it. They they lost a bunch of people when they left LA. Mm-hmm. Then they were in St. Louis for almost what twenty years, and then they right. ditched St. Louis. So that everyone in St. Louis hates them. They'll never root for them again. Then mm-hmm. they come back here, and they have some fans, but it's you wouldn't call it, it's, it has to be the 31st biggest NFL fan base we have. Tur- Chargers are a distant 32nd. Our friend John Hamm, our buddy, is from St. Louis and uh, bet big on the Patriots. I'm not afraid to say it. Yeah. Just weird. So I think that was, that was probably, it would have been interesting if like, let's say that was like a marquee franchise or a franchise with like a huge amount of uh, fans. Let's say that, let's say that was the Bears. Mm-hmm. And Trubisky was Goff, and Trubisky had the game, and the Bears, and the, all of their eight generations of fans, they lost that game the way the Rams lost it. I think that's all we'd be hearing about for the next forty-eight hours. Sure. Like, what the fuck happened? Where's Todd Gurley? Why is Goff so bad? Do we need another quarterback? Right. People are flipping out because it's it's the Rams. I, I'm not sure. Uh, well, I think you're people only flipping out because it's it they pulled this stunt against the Patriots. <laughs> People don't want to see the Patriots win, but let's go the other way with that. How many teams would have a worse showing at the Super Bowl, fan wise? I don't think the Chargers. Maybe that's it. I think th- I think Rams are thirty first and Chargers are a thirty second. Wow, that's it. I don't. I I think one of the most fascinating subplots of this season, other than this weird Patriots team winning the Super Bowl, it, after joking about it on the podcast all year, like oh they'll figure it out, they'll probably win the Super Bowl. Um. Them finally breaking you. You just you were like fuck it, and you've and you bet on them. I I don't remember you doing that before. Well, here's what I thought. Here's what I thought. I thought okay, let's say this game is played ten times, right? Yeah. And just by Vegas numbers, the Patriots win five or six times, right? So of the remaining four times, based on the past Super Bowls, and thinking that this team is not really worse than these past three Super Bowls, you are the very worst in. Two or three of those four remaining going to get Brady driving with the ball in the fourth quarter to win the game, and you're only giving two and a half points. So you have eight or nine out of ten chances to win this game. I, I thought I just thought it was smart. I thought that was the only real analysis there. Hench is texting me. Yeah. What's he saying? <laughs> He's upset at Chris Hogan. Oh, Jesus. He said, Chris Hogan with all zeros on six targets is hard to do. Jesus Christ. And then he goes, Really? 
Brady to Edelman and Gronk, 16 of 19 for 228. Imagine if we had an actual wide receiver in addition to the slot and tight end. Uh, um, the, their hair isn't dry from the champagne. <laughs> yet. Have, he's already thrown everybody on the bus. Mad at Chris Hogan. <laughs> we uh, we did have some texts about the uh, the grand slam at, in in motion right now. So, oh, Bruins. Um, what else going? Celtics. Yeah. Well, we, the Red Sox won in October. The right. next major sports title was tonight. Right. So now we got NBA and NHL for the for the right. grand salami. Even you have to root against the Celtics at this point, right? Come on. Well, that's been the irony of this. As the Patriots won this awesome Super Bowl, it seems like the Celtics dynasty is is cratering before we even had a chance to lose our overbet. This is your team, yeah. Like they, they really um, do you want to might trade? Do you want to? Ky- Kyrie what, might not be on the team in five days. You hate this, huh? I really I mean, it do. really is WWE now with these guys every two weeks changing their mind, right? Is it heel? Is he babyface? I I'm disgusted by it. I, I'm really, this is the first time I've ever felt like the old guy. Mm-hmm. Just none of these guys are happy. You look around the league, it's like, is anybody happy on their team? Right. You have 30 teams and like three teams are happy. Everybody else is like the Lakers who just put that team together and they had like a mutiny against Luke Walton on Saturday night. Right. It's nuts. Yeah, yeah it's bad. I don't get that's it. why we have to look ahead to football. They, it's a, Do you, Yeah, that's true. I, I wanted to talk about... Uh, they have the 2020 yeah, let's do um, it. odds here. Who do you think's favored? Two teams out at the top at favored at eight to one. The Rams. I mean, I'm sorry. The Chiefs have to be one. Mm-hmm. Patriots. Yeah. Chiefs and Pats eight to one. Rams ten. Bears and Saints fifteen. Colts and Packers eighteen. Then you got the Chargers and Eagles at and Steelers at twenty, and Vikings at twenty also. Dallas 25, Cleveland 30, Atlanta 30, Ravens 30, Seahawks 40, Texans 40, 49ers 45. Then it gets a little. Dallas at 25 and the Browns at 30 are pretty interesting. Stop it. Well, because. I know what you're when, doing. Stop. Is this Dax last year before you have to pay him? Mm-hmm. But you still have him on a cheap contract this year, right? Yeah, what does it matter? It's still that. What? It's still the same guy. <laughs> I know, but it's an advantage if you don't have to pay your quarterback. Is my point. Right. It's a salary cap. Well, you're advantage. assuming they sign Amari Cooper, right? Right. Steelers are tough because you don't know what's going to be with the. I'll tell you what the value is. Colts. They have like thirty million cap space. Right. Eighteen to one. I think the Bears at fifteen to one are pretty nice. You too. like the Bears? Yeah, I think anybody with a with a quarterback on a rookie contract there have to be the teams you look at. But what's you know, the ra- Trubisky would not have been worse today. He would not have. And he would have, he actually would have run, he would have run around and made some plays at least, mm-hmm. unlike Goff. I think with the Rams, they, you know, it, as has been discussed ad nauseum for two weeks, they went all in on this season. Sue's on a yep. one year contract. They paid Donald, they paid Todd Gurley. Um, they got Sue, Tlaib. Was Tlaib this year? Yeah, Tlaib was a one Peters. year. I think Peters is one year. Like this was kind of whole defense. Cooks, yeah, you're right. They went all in on, on, trying to do it this year, which is... Uh, Wade Phillips was celebrating. What play was it? It was very early on. He just forced the fourth down. He was he had his arms it was the Brady, air, like well, it was the, the Brady pick. He went crazy. Was that it? I thought it was even at, at like a third down play that it just stopped him. Man. But, uh, yeah, he went crazy with the pick too. Well, this is it, Sal. This is... We got to do parent corner in a second, but this is... Uh, this is when you get sad. I am sad. I think this is... I think this is an annual tradition now where you just... You, you go into a deep pit of despair. Football is now over. 
This is miserable. We have. I commented that I long for the preseason, but I think it started tonight, six months early. <laughs> we have. You're on a you're on a show where you have to talk about gambling for five hours a week. Uh, we have five weeks on lock it in before the conference tournaments. Oh my what god! The, what are we going to do? You're going to have to watch an incredible amount of college basketball. I know. I'm already started. It's good. Well, we. It's the pros that's killing me. Yeah. The, the, uh, um. All right. You want to do parent corner? Yeah. Let's. All do right. It. Let's go. Uh, well, I mentioned last week that I was at the Elton John concert. I parked in one of those crappy $10 lots in downtown LA. Not a great section, but whatever. I was stuck. $10 lot uh, during the concert. Some thug breaks my window, steals my computer. My fault. I left it in plain view in the backseat. Yeah, but big mistake. Um, so my, yeah, it's really stupid. Uh, my 10-year-old is obsessed now with this because he's, um, first of all, he's very much into crime and he's very much into... Um, you know, when you're in fourth grade, you do these like projects on your home state, California. And he decided to focus on San Francisco and he came across Alcatraz. And now he knows everything about Alcatraz, including the fact that three guys escaped in 1962 and are still alive. They're in their mid 80s. Um, I guess it was a big story because he showed me the picture, the before and after what they look like. Yeah. Uh, and he he theorized that one of these three guys is the one. That stole my computer oh. last week at the Elton outside the Elton John concert. And I had to tell him, I was like, look, I'm not going to rule anything out. And he's like, no, no, no. You have to look into these guys. I'm telling you, one of them took it. So um, one of these very, you know, very old, very white men uh, came over here and took him, took my and I have to now go to Northern California and research this. Thanks to my uh, my middle son, who is not not going to let it die either. He really thinks one of these guys. Wow. Died. Yeah. He, de he doesn't know that those guys are at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean for the last 59 years <laughs> getting eaten by no, fish. No, he doesn't. They're at the bottom of the, the bottom of the Pacific with my computer. <laughs> oh, God. Um, anyway, that's it. I have a, since this is the last paracord, I have a heartwarming one. Oh, good. Uh, we were due for one of those. Yeah. We went to um, poetry night at my, at my, uh, my kid's school. My son, they... Each class does like this whole class poem and then you end up going to your kid's class and each kid mm -hmm. reads, reads these poems that they did. So my son, fifth grade, does his, whole class goes, everyone, oh, that, that was great. We're getting ready to leave. And the teacher grabs me and says, hey, I have to tell you a story about your son. So instantly I'm terrified, right? I mean, everyone who's heard parent corn in the last couple of years, like this is just not going to go well. The teacher excitedly grabbing me, telling me the story about my son. And apparently they've been learning about persuasive essays in class. Mm -hmm. And they changed some rule where um, they decided that the kids couldn't go on their computers or on their phones during recess. I guess because like with everything else, that nobody's going to have social skills anymore in tenure. Right. So my son and his friend Jakey decide to write a persuade, un unsolicited decide to write a persuasive essay to the teacher about how when it rains, the kids should be allowed to potentially go on the internet because you can't have hmm. recess, you can't play. Oh yeah. And they write this whole Unabomber manifesto about it. Wow. Using the persuasive essay skills that they have been learning in class, only this wasn't part of their homework or anything. They actually went outside their things to do it. And she was so nice. delighted by it um, that it was it was a rare moment of praise for my son, Sal. 
We're ending parent well, did, corner. Was on it this. persuasive enough? Did it was. Change the she rule? changed the rules. Everybody, she yeah. Did. When it rains, wow. the kids get the internet. Attica, Attica. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah. Maybe there's some Alcatraz tie in there, but the whole thing. Wow, that's great. She was so delighted that he used the lessons of the persuasive essay. So I don't know, Sal. <laughs> he might not be living at home till he's forty. I, I'm, I'm starting to get optimistic. It might be like 35, 33. Yeah, maybe he has. He'll be an attorney. I thought you were going to say the poetry teacher's like. Ben's the greatest. He figured out a rhyme for shithead. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I, I was posting, uh, I posted some Instagram stories of his behavior during the Super Bowl game and left out the, when Goodell was giving the trophy and he walked up to the TV and middle fingered Goodell. I feel like people, <laughs> I feel like people would have uh, potentially enjoyed that one. By the way, I'm, really? I am uh, three seasons through The Sopranos. I love it. I love what you're posting. The little, you posted the one with the, <laughs> the Pine Barrens. First of all, the, the one that never resolved itself when they chased the big Russian through the through the uh, forest. And you know what? It, it was so frustrating when the Russian, when we never found out what happened. But on the second time, knowing that we weren't going to find him, you get to just enjoy right. Polly and Christopher. Great. My two favorite characters. That whole yeah. episode is basically centered around those two guys just being idiots. It is. You got to watch it. You just got to crank it out one night. It is. I have a problem. This, this came up uh, today. Our friend Nick Santora, you know yeah. Nick, right? He wrote like three episodes of The Sopranos. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You should have him on. He 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 he's all over the place. He wrote three episodes of it. The one where uh uh I know for sure the one where um uh, Tony whips the congressman. Yeah. Remember they're going after the same guy. He wrote that one. He wrote a couple others, and yet he claims it's one of the more overrated shows of all time. Oh, that's so not true. I hate it. I hate that he said it. Couldn't it, be but less his, true. His, his thing is the acting. He says there's Carmela and there's Tony and then everybody. He said everyone's Gumad, everyone's girlfriend, everyone's wife, the supporting cast. A lot of them never did anything again. They were such bad actors. The writing was good throughout. Of course, he wrote on it and he would say that. But he said, if you think of the acting compared to like Breaking Bad and the others, there's like three or four good actors so, and that's it. There are some bad actors. I'm not going to deny that. But I will say there mm -hmm. are some... I, I think Polly Walnuts. I gotta, I, I gotta say, Stevie Van Zant. I didn't. I always thought he wasn't as good as Polly Walnuts, but when you watch it, he the took me time, the longest to get used to. He yeah, was, I was like, this is a cartoon Dick Tracy figure, right? right here. But but now that I know where it's going, the second time I'm way more used to it. And then, uh, and I think even the first time we were like, all right, this is just how it is. These guys, th these guys actually did kill people. That's why they're in there. And then uh, <laughs> Richie April and. Um, yeah, even he never did anything happen. No, but weird. he's great on the show. And then Ralphie's sure. great. Janice was yeah. great. Um, mm -hmm. Meadow is like surprisingly good for for kind of the put out daughter. AJ, you didn't like it. AJ's not, AJ's yeah. a problem. Bobby Bacala right. has a problem too. Right, right. But Uncle June was good. I I don't know. I I I think there's some bad actors, but there's some. You know, Artie was good. Well, you're watching it a second time. The, the other thing he said was like in 35 percent of the episodes, nothing happens. Whereas in Breaking Bad. There's maybe one episode, The Fly, that nothing Yeah, happened. but you got to grade it on a curve, though. It was like the first great it's show, true. you know? Like the first great cable show. Right. So I'm sure if they did it over again 20 years later, yeah. they would have had some tricks. But, no, I love you know. It. I, love the, I love what you posted, then, when they were fighting over the catcher. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> Let me have some of that. I, uh, <laughs> I was shocked by, I'm probably like 42 episodes in or something, but... Mm -hmm. Gandolfini is all time. Yeah. I know there's some push for Cranston for Breaking Bad. I get it. But 
Gandolfini is so amazing in this show. It really is. I think it's the greatest TV performance ever by anybody. Really? Yeah, I really yeah. do. It's like really watching him more carefully the second time and mm-hmm. all the horrible things he does on the show and you never bail on him ever as a favorite character. And he's really a bad guy. I mean, there's the third the third season really turns out great, but he's just the five different times he just assaults the bada bing guy who answers the phone. <laughs> just Yeah, right. Just, for, just getting mad at the guy for different reasons and slamming glasses against his head. And you mm. never really hold it against him, but you root for everything. And, and unlike Walter White, like there's so many anti-heroes, be, be, you know, there's Dexter and everybody rooted for like killed somebody. He would cheat on his wife. Yeah. He would, you, you still rooted. You, it was like, oh, he's doing bad. This is bad. He, he should, oh, he doesn't need to do this. But yeah, you rooted for him every time. Right. And then Gloria, the Gumar, we just went through that one at the end of the season. Was three. she the Mercedes? Yeah, the, the Mercedes. She was great. She was great. And then it just goes really bad. And mm-hmm. he is so terrifying in that scene when it, the last time they see each other. I, and then when they, they kill her, they warn her. They're like, it's not going to be cinematic. I remember that line. I remember that being a great line. Yeah, I'm telling you, you're going to have to bang through these. All right. I got to watch it's it. It's got to happen. I don't give a crap about these screeners. These movies, are they're all terrible. So I'm gonna, I am gonna think I'm going to watch it. Well, them. what I was shocked by, it's been so long since I saw it. I don't remember 90% of what happened. I mean, season three mm-hmm. was in... I just started season four, which was when I met you, 2002. Right. That was 16 and a half years ago. Yeah. You know, and then the other ones are 99, 2000, and 2001. Mm-hmm. That was like before the Patriots won a Super Bowl. Now, Yeah, I never thought of it that way, but why would I? Who cares? Yeah. You know, <laughs> Patriots, now they've won six Super Bowls is my point. Uh, it's like we've been in nine Super Bowls. We've won six. Yeah, yeah. I get but it. I really miss... I. I it's like what uh, when I was telling you before how my wife was saying how I really miss my friends. I really miss my friend Polly Walnuts. <laughs> he was the Gronk of that show for me. I, every t- every scene, and apparently I was reading the uh, Alan Sepinwall's book. I've been kind of reading along as I read, um, as I watch these shows. And I didn't realize in season four, uh, Polly, Polly Walnuts had back surgery in real life. So oh, they really? had to put him in jail to get him out of like the first bunch of oh, episodes. Was that one yeah. That was? yeah. 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 Which, uh, you know, it's almost like when Gronk, you know, tore his ACL, right. he could survive, but it's just not the ideal. Right. Team, right. But. Oh, he was great. Even his relationship with his mother, <laughs> eat your scone, ma. He's fed up with her. And then what they did with him and Christopher, though, that they're, uh, they're back and forth. So we're good. Too. Yeah, it was great. So good. So we can see you unlock it in and we can uh, listen to you on the against all odds podcast, which will be coming yes, back this week. Every Wednesday night, we'll still be talking. There's so much to gamble on. It's going to be a little tougher, but you know, it's a lot coming up. Uh, a lot of basketball, March madness coming up. we got some good stuff this week. Oh, unlock it in four 30 to five 30 Eastern watch uh, tomorrow. Specifically, we play a prank on Clay Travis. who was on radio row. Um, he's one of the, uh, stars of, uh, locking in. He has his own radio show. We sent the guy over there. Um, his name is chip rank guy's name has the word prank in his name and his made up name. Um, he's the equipment manager for the Rams for the last 53 years. He's an old man, but he was actually just an actor. We picked up in Atlanta and he sits with, uh, clay and he has a heart attack in the middle of the show (laughs) and we recorded the whole thing. Is that out tomorrow? Yeah, it's on tomorrow. It'll be the first thing. You know, your girl, Rachel, I saw her Brady video. (laughs) You didn't love it. I didn't like it. (laughs) I liked her until that video. I'll tell her. I'll let her know. know, Go away, Tom. G-O-A-T. It's See? 
it's the Canadians who like to pretend that they're just these nice, gentle people, but they're not. Right. They're right, actually right. not gentle people at all. <laughs> they're they're very feisty and and they're nasty and they're spiteful. <laughs> the Canadians. I will pass. That's it why on in hockey, like it's like brothers. you know they interview Canadian hockey players and they say, "Hey, we got to go mm-hmm. out there and uh, you know do our thing." And uh, but then you know, yeah. on the ice, they're just serial killers. They'll you're just, right. She's the same way. She's also missing three teeth. So. That's it. You're right. Got to watch out for same those thing. Canadians. Watch your back. <laughs> uh, the Cuz season thirteen in the books. As always, good job by you. Good job by you, buddy. All right. Thanks to the Cuz for another wonderful year of talk. The big wrinkle this year was the Sunday night thing, which I think, uh, I just think you got to do in this day and age. Football happens. You got to talk about it. Thanks to ZipRecruiter. Don't forget to go to ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Thanks to the ringer.com. Thanks to the Ringer Podcast Network. Thanks to Simply Safe. No one should feel unsafe at home, period. Fear has no place in a place like home. That's been Simply Safe's mission from day one. You might have seen their commercial during the big game, if not find it online. They blanket your home and safety around the clock, professional monitoring, make sure people are on the way when you need them. The Verge calls Simply Safe the best home security, and it's a wire cutter top pick. Protect your home today. Get free shipping at simplysafe.com slash BS, the rewatchables. The Warriors is coming. Neff, thanks for all the Sunday nights this year. Oh, thanks. I had a great time. You gave up, you gave up the dark room. Yep. Beer. Give a beer. Well, you beer later. A couple times. Yeah. Later. I'll have some tonight. Uh, thanks to the Neff and uh, and thanks to my family for not caring that I don't hang out with them for large chunks of Sunday nights. But uh, we will be back on Tuesday with Spike Lee and hopefully not a Kyrie Irving trade. Please don't do anything rash, Celtics. Dude, be smart. Be Michael Corleone. Don't be sunny. All right. Talk to you soon. Go Pats.